You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. Yes, Jenny, anything Jenny's going to ask you uh, memorable happened at a Christmas? Back in 1997, like eons ago, really, um, my ex-husband, current husband, Matthew, and I were played the part of Joseph and Mary, and our children, Kyle, who was about a year and a half old, and Samuel, who was born in September of that year, was the baby Jesus. Yeah, so we had the honor of playing the most important people, one of the most important people in the Bible. It was really cool, but it was also very humbling at the same time. You know, just to think about how Mary would feel after having given birth to the Son of God. Just, it's just incredible. And the thought of it is just very unpleasant. Love you. Have a great day. Thank you. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The Sound of Life. I was thinking about the sundown. Tonight starts the eight days of Hanukkah. For our Jewish friends, all right? And so, also, it happens to be the anniversary of Pearl Harbor Day, December the 7th, when the, the harbor, Hawaii, was attacked by the Japanese, of course, and started World War II. Big, huge events, the commemoration, rededication of the temple, something that started us at war, which triggered all kinds of things, including a lot of the classical Christmas music from Bing Crosby and Andy Williams and such. But the two kind of come together in a real event. This is real, kids. This is not dolled up for Instagram or the internet or anything. This is this is the real world that happened back in the 1940s. And it was in a bombing run over Castle, Germany. The folks in that plane, just thinking about that is just overwhelming to be able to do that. One of them was named Elmer Bindener. He was in a B-17 bomber and being barraged by 20-millimeter shells. Go look that up. See, that's the diameter of the of the shell there. So, Resulted in direct hits on their gas tank of their plane, their B-17. But none of the shells exploded. The next day, the maintenance chief found 11 shells inside the gas tanks of their B-17. Any one of those could have taken down the plane. So they opened the shells. There's nothing in them. They were empty, except for one of them. One of them had a handwritten note scrawled in the Czech language. Upon uh, the translation, they found it said this very simply, this is all we can do for you now using Jewish slave labor is never a good idea. Excellent. Incredible. Helping you focus through the morning fog. The Cup of Joe Morning Show on the Sound of Life. You're at a lecture hall at the first lecture of legal studies. And the professor enters the lecture hall and he looks around and he yells, You there in the eighth row, can you tell me your name? My name is Sandra. Please leave my lecture hall. I don't want to see you in my lecture. And boy, the place was quiet. The student is irritated, slowly packs her things and stands up. Faster, please. Let's go. 
She doesn't dare say anything and leaves the lecture hall. And the professor's looking around. Of course, everybody in there is scared now. And then he asks a question. Why are there laws? And it's quiet. And everyone looks at everybody else and he asks it again. Why are there laws? Second row. Social order. Another one says, to protect a person's personal rights. And even another one says, so that you can rely on the state. Professor's not satisfied. He's still smiling. Everybody sitting there quiet. Finally, uh, uh, one of the women students yells out, justice. Now he's got the professor's attention. He said, thank you very much. Did I behave unfairly toward your classmate earlier? Oh, everybody's nodding. Oh, yeah. Indeed, I did, he said. Why didn't anyone protest? Why didn't any of you try to stop me? Why didn't you want to prevent this injustice? But nobody answers. What you just learned, you wouldn't have understood in a thousand hours of lectures if you hadn't lived it. You didn't say anything because you weren't affected yourself. This attitude speaks against you and against life. You think as long as it doesn't concern you, it's none of your business. But I'm telling you, if you don't say anything today and you don't bring about justice, then one day you too will experience injustice and no one will stand before you. Justice lives through us all, the professor said. We have to fight for it. Wow. Somebody said, you know, we often live next to each other instead of with each other. We console ourselves that the problems of others are none of our business. We go home, we're glad that we're spared. And it's also about standing up for others. Every day an injustice happens in business, sports, on the tram, the subway, in the, you know, wherever. Relying on someone to sort it out is not enough. It's our duty to be there for others, speaking for others when they can't. That's quite a little lecture I had there that day, didn't I? Man. Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. He'll put a smile on your face no matter what side of the bed you got up on. I'll tell you something right now. I'm going to reveal the secret. Well, actually, it was probably revealed to everybody. If I know it, then you know it. You know, I mean, for like how many years has Sesame Street been out? About 100? Probably. Everybody that's pretty much alive today remembers a big yellow bird. Teachers used to complain about it. Back during the Civil War, teachers would be like, I have to compete against a big yellow bird. And now it's like a thousand times worse, of course. So you just have empathy, a little empathy for teachers if you're not one. But one of the coolest things that they did, the character, not necessarily a big yellow bird, but the blue monster, the cookie monster. Turns out one of the coolest characters, most beloved characters, not the most probably, but well, maybe because of the way he just... <laughs> he loved cookies. He's a cookie monster. And people for years have wanted to know... They look like chocolate chip cookies, right? They're like, ooh, me. He sure acts like they're really good. And the lady that makes them, Laura McLean, well, she kind of revealed the secret. Maybe because some people aren't around anymore. <laughs> She's like, you can't get in trouble anymore. And, you know, people want to know, so it's time, right? I don't think they would be all that appetizing. She bakes them at home, Laura does. She says she uses, well, pancake mix, puffed rice, grape nuts, instant coffee, and water. Uh, for the chocolate chips, she uses 
You ready? Glue. <laughs> Glue for the chocolate chips. Quite amazing, Laura. <laughs> she bakes around two dozen before each episode and says they're they're kind of like dog treats. You know what they're kind of like? They're kind of like gluten-free cookies. With You're not really oh, much sorry. of a morning person, are you? <clears throat> the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. He's really quite a chatterbox. The Sound of Life. It was a Sunday morning. It was silent. Beautiful day, I'm sure, because every day is beautiful in Hawaii. But the U.S. naval base at Pearl Harbor came under attack by Japanese fighter planes. 3,000 American casualties, ships, planes, all that. The day after President Roosevelt declared war on Japan, the following day, that signaled our entrance into World War II. That's what did it. 1941. 30 days after the attack on Pearl Harbor, 134,000 Americans enlisted in the military, including my father, uh, his brothers, Uncle John, Uncle Dick, out of Raleigh, my mom's brothers, Uncle Wilbert, uh, Uncle Junior, Norman, and uh, Wilbur, Uncle Wilbert, I said Wilbert, um, he, um, he had it the, probably the roughest. I know he was on the ground in France. I don't know if he was in Patton's army or what, but he had... A lot of effects, um, you know, came back. But uh, speaking of that, to honor people then in that era who fought, I wanted to introduce, just for a second, a man from New York State. His name is Onofrio Zakari. I thought for sure he was going to say he was from Brooklyn or something, but he's not. But he, he's basically saying that you really can't forget. When we landed at Omaha Beach, well, it was all the uh, chaos. I mean, it was just... But we were constant under fire, constant. And uh, you try to forget all that. It's something you can't forget. My full name is Onofrio Zakari. They call me Nono. My father was a shoemaker. In fact, I took out one of his machines out in the garage yet. And I grew up uh, in an Italian family. I lived in a town in Geneva, New York. I remember Pearl Harbor, it was snowing. It was no wintertime, of course. When it happened, uh, I felt like I should go. I mean, go into service, but I had to stay and help support the family. And uh, so I just stayed out as long as I could. I didn't, didn't volunteer for anything. And then I was inducted, of course, I had to go. Left New York, went to uh, California, and uh, took all my desert training in uh, Gulfs, California. We thought we were going to go to Africa. General Patton was out there taking his maneuvers at the time. All his tanks were there, and when we saw that, we thought we were going to go to Africa. You know, the desert. We had desert training. So we were there maybe about six months, and they shipped us back to Virginia. We hopped on the ship. It took us about 14 days, and we landed in Scotland, rather. I said, this isn't Africa. This is Europe, you know? We thought we were going to the desert. Now they're training us for an amphibian. Of course, they're preparing us for the invasion is what they were doing. That went on for about six months, but uh, I don't think we had enough training, though. <laughs> You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.